0: An ancient being trapped in a muddy monument.
1: A missing person case that
2: hits home. A hostage held by a French rogue in the dirty south.
0: Gaslit Gaslit presents. presents
2: When the Mud Comes Home. Little Hoochie Mama
0: and our Pepper,
2: Oliver Owens.
0: Okay, so I mean, I I first of all, I just want to apologize for our absence, you mm, know. Uh,
1: I'm still we're really dogged up.
0: It has been a good four months since you've heard any of our voices. Four either. months? Four oh months. my god. I know. It's hard to believe. It's hard to believe, but when, listen, when you've had the four months that we've had.
2: Yeah, where every day is a day in the sun. Pure unadulterated hell. Yeah, hell in the Midwest hey, East.
0: Just because we took a hiatus does not mean I'm going to be any more lenient on my on my language I mean, policy.
2: I mean, hell, it's not really bad. Really. As as a as a girl named Kate told me in the first grade, hell is not a bad word; it's a mean word. Paige.
0: I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide. Yeah. So
2: all hell's on the table.
0: So yes, apologies for you know us us missing four months of the pod. We were very busy, but we're all very sunburnt, so it kind of took it out of us. And we're all
2: four months taller. Yes,
0: yes.
1: and I have a whole husk in the bedroom.
2: He, uh, I shed. His, his like skin a has snake. been edging for for ages. Mm-hmm. Now there is a 0. .3 centimeter shell of Ollie in the in the other room. We
0: yeah. sleep in separate rooms. Today we're going to be talking about the Mississippi Mud Man.
2: This ain't your granddad's Mississippi Mudman. No, not even a, not this is, even a trace. No muddy footprints in here. No one's that taking gets... their shoes off.
0: So <laughs> we came about this story kind of differently. You know, we go looking for most of the Gaslit episodes that we do, just because you know we we want to make episodes of the pod. We want to find out things that people don't know about. But this story came to us in a very roundabout sort of way. Yeah,
2: this was kind of like a unsolicited. Like, hey, like this is my time off. Like, don't come, don't come to me entertaining, unfortunate series of events. Yeah. What the hell? Don't cross paths with me. Yeah. Pervert.
0: So, Oli, it seems you have a relative. You didn't know about.
1: Yeah, well, I I don't really like to talk about him. I mean... Because it happened during tax season? We're not even going there, Mr. Knight. I don't like talking about him just because, you know, I mean, it's been... Gosh, I mean, since pre-obama era that i've actually seen this fool yeah um and i mean he was always going hog wild on his catamaran and you know hell i can't blame him but um what the hell is a catamaran it's a it's a type of pontoon boat used for speed sailing
0: so what all he's trying to say is that he has a cousin
1: i have a cousin the seed of the blood and the seed and the seed and the blood i mean you know he was fine you know his catamaran sailing (laughs) Bit reckless but um you know i'm not a motorcycle punk rocker the air down there is heavy yeah and it's filled with particles it's like fart that, air yeah it's like a bunch of frogs are jumping in your head all the time wow, 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 wow. yeah it's like a big old worm has crawled up your nose and is kissing your insides
2: you ever have fears of big wheels of cheese chasing
1: you <laughs> when i'm in the south i just get so wrapped up in the sky
2: come on let's hear about
1: milk that's what i was getting to milk owens Sheesh. um so, yeah, you know, circa 2007, 2008, um, 2009, his yearly pilgrimage to Colombia and uh, on his catamaran. And we hadn't heard from him because he sailed directly into the Bermuda Triangle like he said he wasn't Jesus going Christ. to do. But a trade wind off the south bow, really, really shook his ship. Ooh. Sorry, ship
2: his chip. Oh, his shit Ollie, chip.
0: Uh, you you that's what are he called both it. on you! thin ice. Yeah, but, you are both on but, thin ice. Thin
2: fucking ice, Ollie. Go! I'm just saying, that's what he called it the shit chip. I'm learning a lot of information about Milk. How old is Milk? <clears throat> like what generation? Is he come from the greatest generation? I don't. Why no one really knows. What business does he have in Colombia? What business mm-hmm. does he have only in- He loves oh. the he loves the people of Colombia. What if they do? not he and he he just sympathizes. Is he is he within age to sympathize? Yeah. Is he at a consensually sympathizing age? Yeah. I mean, he just you is know. he a voter?
0: Is he a voter?
2: I mean,
1: I don't let that sink in. I I really don't know that much. I think he's I mean, a citizen of the world. He is.
0: At the end of the day, Milk Owens was lost at sea before. President Barack Obama got elected.
2: He never saw the, the years of diversity.
0: Mm-hmm. So here we are in 2023, living our life in Portland, Oregon. And who do we get a call from? Friend of the show, Gary Christmas.
2: Let's hear for Gary. Can not get a round of, uh, of little finger snaps for Gary? All right.
0: And Gary, you know, we love him. He loves us. It's a very mutual love that we have with Gary. He calls us urgently. He says, hey, I found Ollie's cousin. Milk Owens. In, of all places, Mississippi.
2: You know, when you told me that, I almost whipped my head right off its axis. I was like, so fucking surprised. So freaking surprised. Mm. And you might be asking yourself, how in the world does
1: Milk and Gary Christmas, how do they know each other? There's no possible way that they They can...
2: They share a trade route.
0: No, No, they don't share a trade route. What they do share is a love of knowledge. Gary Christmas... For knowing all of the missing people between the Bush and Obama presidencies. And I'm talking photographic <laughs> memory for missing people.
1: I mean, it's a bit more than photographic. Some say Gary himself actually told me this in confidence. Sorry, Gary. Sorry, it has Gary. to be known. Uh, he says he gets Christmas carol-like apparitions of the missing people that come to him wee hours of the night. They shake him awake and go... Find me, Gary! He really scared the, the crap out of me. Yeah. He was flinging it out of my shoe I mean, by the time he told me that.
0: And I mean, here's the thing. I just want to to say this now, because this is going to come up later. I just want to say this now. Gary Christmas, we love him to bits. I don't know if he's the scientific source that we need on it's this It's his podcast.
2: one fatal flaw. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, Gary Christmas called us. He was out in Mississippi, Wailing.
2: He, you could say he's the pioneer of, well, endangered animals. And it's not that he likes hunting animals to extinction. It's more of the thrill he gets of, like, like punishing nature. It's it's like, he, the way he words it every time me and him have, like, a little sit-down is, like, I'm challenging Mother Earth to stop me. Oh. So... It doesn't really really matter what whale he's hunting Mm -hmm. because basically you probably barely knew it because it's, well, he's a master of the harpoon. Mm -hmm. It's like watching Roman phalanxes just going to town on a sweet little water cows. It's artistry, really. I mean, it's a man
1: against the world. It's beautiful. I mean, it's crazy. It is crazy. But it just might work. So, uh, well, Gary Christmas is not the most uh, scientifically minded, as we said before. Yes, sure. um, He's
2: biblically minded.
1: True. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of religious imagery to dive into there, uh, but we gotta push past it. We gotta mm-hmm. tell this story. My lost cousin Milk, uh, got carried ashore by starfish and then proceeded to be carried further ashore by ants into their large ant hell.
2: And I mean, we would probably take claims of Gary saying, "Oh, I, I saw a man being whisked away from the ocean shore to the foam to the sand."
0: So we know he's in Mississippi. We know that he's in Mississippi. <laughs> Gary Christmas told us so. We have got to hire someone. We have to got we've got to find someone to go to Mississippi and find them for us. So we go to our first choice, the second chances act.
1: That's where we hire people that are desperate and passionate. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of, like, when we need, like, on-the-ground reports, we usually use the Second Chance Act.
0: So, we find a private investigator, Slug Incompetent. Slug Incompetent. Oh, oh
2: thank you. Slug Slogin. Slogin. Incompetent. <laughs> Slug Incompetent. Ollie? Slug Incompetent. So, we
0: hire, we hire Mr. Incompetent. We, we know that this is the guy for the job, so we send him out to Mississippi. We hear back from him. He, we say, hey, I found... Me, slogan, has found Milk Owens, but I'm not going to give him to you. Mm-hmm.
1: And we say, what the hell? I mean, yeah.
0: You guys are having a field day with that. I might revoke it.
1: <sighs> Knowing that my cousin was possibly in danger from this rogue French detective. Mm. Um, I mean, I've seen Pink Panther. I know what the damage that can do. Mm. And, you know, we just didn't want to take her chances. But, you know, what 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 the heck? You know, why is this French de- I mean, I, you, sure, we got him from the Second Chances Act, but, I mean, he wanted a second chance. Why is he turning this all away? What for? Why? Why? Well,
0: when we got to Mississippi, we found out. He had... Mud fever. He demanded that we three solve the mystery of the Mississippi Mud Man the, before he gives us back Milk Owens. I do
2: think the requirement of at least 30,000 man hours was kind of a weird stretch. Good thing we were able to talk him down to 200 man hours mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and 600 mud minutes.
0: Long lead up, but guys, today we are going to be talking about the Mississippi Mud Man. 1837, Mississippi. The Mississippi Mudman kills policeman Johnny Law in broad daylight, and the people cheered.
2: You know they say Mississippi is the closest place to the sun on the face of the earth. That's why we <laughs> yeah. it got so burnt.
0: Mmm. Mm-hmm. Chapped. So when we were in Mississippi, we started diving into the details of this cryptid figure in Mississippi, named the Mississippi Mudman. Obviously, coming from the Mississippi Mud Flats things things about this is that the Mississippi mudman was kind of around Mississippi before the killing of Johnny Law, right? Mm-hmm. What kind of antics did he get up to?
2: Well, prior to Johnny Law, you know, most people knew him by the by his silhouette on the moon when he's taking his mud puppies. He's hopping from one mud flat to the next mud puddle. You know, people knew him as kind of like a like an icon, like a like a like a like a sage. It's
1: like almost like mud covered, like, 1837 version of Dukes of Hazard. You know, yeah. just a, a boy flying around the, the skyline of the Mississippi.
0: You know, people knew about the Mississippi Mudman, but he wasn't, you know, a big deal up until the killing of Johnny Law. And I want to say, Johnny Law was the only police officer in Mississippi.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. small town Mississippi... You know, one big police police guy, sheriff master. master Johnny, Johnny Law. Johnny Law.
0: That was him. And so he kind of went power hungry. Like, he was like, he was not a great guy by any account. So it was, was just like the hungry. guy. I'm yeah,
1: hungry. He'd, he'd, he'd walk into the saloon and get, give me a
2: root, beer free of charge. Put Every finger, time. He'd put his finger on the, on the closest spittoon guy, like, make some trouble for me. I'm hungry.
0: He he got in trouble for looking up people's skirts.
2: Mm -hmm. And he says, I'm in trouble. And he slaps his wrist like, oh, that's right. I am trouble.
0: That's when the saying started. When the mud starts bubbling, you know there's trouble. Preach. So after the killing of Johnny Law in broad daylight.
1: Some say it was in front of the bank, but that's highly
2: disputed.
0: Yeah. So the people were excited. They, want, they wanted Johnny La out of here. But that excitement quickly turned to distaste.
2: Yeah, it started, you know, the vision of, of, uh, of freedom got, shall I say, muddied.
0: Mm-hmm. As this once
2: Truly. elf-like <clears throat> entity of the mud uh, who did mischievous little acts like repairing shoes and then stealing your shoes the following night. But after he's slain his first victim, he becomes a little crazier. It's almost like Johnny Law in a weird sick and twisted sort of way. It's like he consumed
0: Johnny Law. Took on his took on his aspects but with more power than before. Yeah. Power of the supernatural.
1: Power of the mud.
0: So, how does the Mud Man work? The Mud Man is this entity that, you know, according according to legend, according to folklore, he can travel anywhere where there is mud or a speck or a blotch of mud
2: within an 18-mile
0: radius. Within an 18-mile, thank you. Within yeah. an 18-mile radius. There's something a lot something. of mis- misinformation about the mudman. Mm-hmm. Like it's Truly. it's very, it's not one of those you know vampire situations. This isn't like,
1: Bigfoot. No, this not isn't Bigfoot. Nessie. No. This isn't you know we don't have documentaries about the Mississippi Mudman mm-hmm. for. I mean, this is real.
0: This is real. You know,
1: I be, even though I mean, can I say? Can I be the first? Can I sure, say? It? Can sure, sure. Be like, uh, so, because we didn't even touch on this, but the Mississippi Mudman. Is as old as time. He's as old as the dinosaurs. Very true. Old as the land before
2: time.
0: Mm. There, there is quotes dinosaurs of the Mississippi Mudman saying, and this isn't quotes. I've been around since the dinosaurs.
2: Yeah, and that's because said, unlike most cryptids, right before he shot you, Johnny Law in the head, yeah, because he, when he pulled out the big nasty revolver from his mud pouch. And um, the, the, one of the sweetest things about the Mississippi Mudman, I mean, you, you you know, you don't hear much about Mississippi Mudman because to the people of Mississippi uh, in small small town Mississippi. He's kind of like you and I. Like you can Mm -hmm. talk to him, you can see him. He's not going to be that hard to find or see. Um, People just don't. He's basically just a mud guy. Yeah. People kind of don't want to give him attention because it just eggs him on. It just kind of fills you know fills his ego. But you can like talk to him. You can't interview him. He'll just kind of slowly backpedal away from you. He doesn't. He just
0: can't stand still. He just can't stand still. He
2: doesn't like being um, tied down. You know, to any one person or any one conversation. So if you try talking to him or getting too close, he will in the pace. He'll kind of like swat his hand out here and there to make sure you're like at least arm's length away. He doesn't, he doesn't like you getting too close. It kind of mm-hmm. breaks the illusion for him a little bit. Yeah. He'll flick mud on your eyes if you do get too close.
0: But like kind of like a gorilla. Like...
1: like he's lugging barrels at you. Sometimes it'll be more like he like pulls back his fingers and like flicks it at you. Yeah. yeah. Like quirky a with it. Shot? yeah. He
0: does get quirky with he it.
1: He does shots. But
0: you might say, why haven't I heard about him. Like, I feel like this is something I would have heard about. It's because the Mississippi Mudman was stagnant for a while. And sterile. And here's why. After, like, three years of this madness of of the Mudman coming into people's houses, stealing their things, ransacking their homes, people got tired of it. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. He called it the Mud Tax. Now, just to make sure everyone's aware, like, Johnny Law's gone, Mudman's a little quirkier, you know, he's gonna, there's mud in your house when your husband tracks dirt in, mud in, kids... And he just you know, takes things, it's a bit of a klepto, he might mm-hmm. be, he's got a little urban forager in him.
0: So the people were tired of this after three years, they got together. So they conspired on the basically international Mudman Day of Rest, which this happens every single year, May 8th, the Mudman is unable to move.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't want to move, damn it. He works so yeah. damn hard. He's like, Tyler, so dang hard.
0: Thank you. Yeah.
2: Like, again, there's no secrets with him. He's extremely open and outward about everything. He's always, you know, when you see his hand come out of your dresser drawer, he's like, this is mine now. He says, like, oh, I can't wait to wait for my iconic Mudman Day of Rest on May 8th. And mm-hmm. people are like, let's do something about this. Yeah. Let's
0: do something about this. So they have conspired with Prospector Dum Dum Jones. Dum
2: Dum Jones. Dum Dum Jones.
0: On the Mudman Day of Rest, he constructs a large brick tower. That cements the mudman in place for over a hundred years.
2: It demoralized him. Killed his ambition.
0: Killed his ambition. I mean, you can't tunnel if there's no mud to tunnel. And if you're cemented in brick, ain't no mud. Mm-hmm. So the mudman went <clears> silent <throat> up until 2016.
1: That was a, a tough year for all. A lot on our plates. The tensions were high. And... Tensions were high. You know... I
0: don't think the Mudman was alleviating any of them either. No. You know? I mean,
1: he knew something was afoot. You could yeah. just smell it through the, the air of Mississippi. It's yeah, like, that whole thing's stinking over there. It's like yeah. a busted line.
0: Yeah. So the Mudman escaped because people tore down the tower.
2: Yeah. In the, uh, the era of people trying to, like, you know, reclaim the free spirit of Earth in America, they perceived this mud monument as a like confederate hero memorial and more of a minded generation like we can't have this Mm -hmm. but those silly heads didn't realize this was a, a simple obvious
0: brick obelisk mud
2: sarcophagus holding in this mud bastard and you know what what are we gonna do about it now what did they do about it then
0: well, they did nothing about it. Not until these three kooky kids went down to Mississippi.
2: Well, I Mississippi. mean, the tower gets oh broken, lip. and what does what the Mud Man become after all these years?
0: So, the Mud Man used to travel around on what he called his mud puppies. And his mud puppies were. Kind of like a gaggle of bros that he he hopped around on. Kyler, can you elaborate?
2: Yeah, so they're like his little brown studs that have, like, personalities. Their personalities are adjacent to, like, air-bud, like, Brian Griffin-esque characters. cool. Yeah, he's like... cool. He's like, you know what? I'm happy as long as I got my mud puppies. And they're like these little mud dogs that... Kind of just had, like, quips, and they're really chill, you know, from all accounts. Yeah, from I'm the mud. From Hongo, pretty mug dog. From the mud diaries, I mean, he kind of just raves about him.
0: Yeah, and so they tugged a sled, right? Like, they tugged his sled. Oh, they jerked him off, the, yeah. So that's when it was so jarring to hear the reports in... It, jarring to hear the reports from 2016 of...
2: The mud fiends? The
0: mud The mud fiends.
2: Because if a dog doesn't get out, it turns into a demon.
0: Yeah, so the mud puppies were obviously trapped within the obelisk with the mud man. And in their solitude, they turned the, into the dark side. Yeah. They turned Sour. to the dark side. The once fun, fluffy mud puppies were now dark, dirty mud fiends that the mud man had to absorb.
1: And when we say absorb, it's it's really sad. It's it's kind of like, you know, watching old Yeller uh, like five times over, but they're all covered in mud.
0: All of this is hearsay, of course. All of this is hearsay. We can neither confirm nor deny what happened. But he starts walking around on all fours, which was not... No, one's, no one was writing that down. They, th- they thought he was a two-legged fiend.
2: He was going goblin mode. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, exactly. So from the years of 2016 to 2023, when we got our hands on him, I didn't mean to spoil anything, but he was on all fours. He was going a little feral, and I will say he was keeping it down low because, as you can imagine, the population of Mississippi from 1837 to 2023 greatly increased, so he didn't want to get any watchful eyes on him.
2: He just looked like your average tweaked-out, quirked-up white boy busting down mud style. Mm -hmm. No one even Mm -hmm. batted an eye. No one turned a lash.
0: So, yeah, I mean, he's just kind of... That's just kind of him. That's just kind of him. So he was tearing it up a little bit. You know, he was still getting to his old antics, stealing a little, you know, you know, hanging a little. But it's just that, you know, there was a police force in Mississippi.
2: Mm -hmm. He said, what the hell? I thought I got rid of this.
0: So we went down there and we had to enlist in some help. I don't know anything about masonry. I know you two don't. I was there. And so we went back to the Second Chances Act. And found our old friends from a previous episode of Gaslit, the New Masons. Masons. So the New Masons, you might remember, have a pretty nasty reputation of being bad people.
2: Bad seeds. Mm -hmm. Bad seeds. Second chance.
0: I will say they were given a second chance, and they proved to have a real knack for Masonry. Mm -hmm. Go figure. Yeah. Yeah. Go figure. So they built us a brick tower on that May 8th, yeah, that's, 2023. That's, so if
2: you hear people okay. saying May the 8th be with you, that's that's why. That's yeah. what it is, yeah.
0: Exactly. He's also the only gay cryptid. That brings us to our next Tales from the Lamp.
1: Yeah, I got a slice of pie for you. I'm talking about inverted dynamite. You know, what I'm talking about inverted dynamite, I'm talking about that one, two, like fuse, throw it in some dirty shoes. Light it up, kick it back, hit it with a baseball bat. Uh, and what that all means, really, is that instead of destroying matter, it creates matter, breaking a law
2: of physics. It just inflates, Ollie. It's not that hard to think about. It's just like... It's like an acne It's product. like foam. Yeah. It's just inflatable foam. I work with this shit all the time. I brought this to you. God damn it.
0: We're very happy to be back. Thank you for listening. I'm Paige Hanna. I'm
2: Kyler Knight.
1: I'm Oliver Owens.
0: Good night.
2: Stay tight.
1: And keep that gas lit.